educate yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself. Make sure that you know. Don't go into this blindly. Don't go into this because someone told me that microdosing has helped them. I'm going to try this. No. Educate yourself so that maybe that fear is gone. The fear is lost through education. And welcome to Psychedelic Spotlight. I am here with Caesar Marin from Cultivating Wisdom. How are you today? I'm doing amazing, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate everything that Psychedelic Spotlight does. Wanted to first, before we start, congratulate you guys on everything this platform does. I love sort of devouring everything you guys do, sharing what you guys do. So much love to you guys for all your team for what they're doing. Well, I got to say right back at you, and you've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. Like we're talking about like maybe two months here of a, of a journey and you're hitting the ground running and I'm seeing you everywhere. So that brings me to like the first question. So this audience gets a little idea of who you are. What's the origin story? What's the genesis behind cultivating wisdom and Caesar? How did this all come about? That's a, that's a great question because at the age of 55, I had my first ever psychedelic experience out of a recreational curiosity like many people have, mm-hmm. but quickly realized that psychedelics, it was a little bit more than curiosity. It was more than recreational. Um, and I start to sort of dive head in first to uh, reading about psychedelic medicine and what is going on. And I realized that uh, there's, there's a platform, there's a group there of about 300,000 people on a subreddit group called microdosing um and i'm and i'm intrigued i'm totally intrigued about the whole world of psychedelic medicine and microdosing um and i dive head first i dive head first for various reasons one i was battling with with an addiction that uh, that i've had for a while um and just reading on all the information that microdosing could potentially help me with my addiction as it had helped so many other people yeah and that's that's how i dove in and through reading about it the word cultivating kept coming up the word wisdom kept coming up um and hence the moniker cultivating wisdom that was sort of where cultivating wisdom was born and the vision of then spreading it out as much as i can came from my first ever macrodose on my birthday my 55th birthday and the first come up was a message that I got that said, go and lie on the dining room table. And I was like, what are you, what? And it was just go on, lie on the dining room table. And as I lay there on a dining room table, all I can hear was set a buffet table of wisdom so that you can help cultivate a better future. And that's where cultivating wisdom really came up. And that's where the mission of cultivating wisdom is to do exactly that, to cultivate this wisdom that people have through psychedelic, through this wonderful, loving community. Yeah. And that's how we end up here. I love that story. And that that conjures up such a visual because I was actually going to ask you about that. That tagline is right there on your LinkedIn profile about, you know, setting the buffet table. And I think that's great because there are so many, you know, different kinds of wisdom that we can tap into um, as a community at this table that you speak of. I think that's great. So... I also noticed on your website, 
you talk a little bit about reconnecting with the authentic self. And you also talk about reconnecting with that childhood curiosity. I keep hearing you say that. And, you know, over 30, over 40 years old, it's really hard to connect with that once the wheels of society are going and you find yourself in the routines and the pressure and just everything that comes with adult life. So why do you feel it's really important to connect with childhood curiosity, you know, over 50 years old? Like, why is this so integral? I think because we get to that age where that default network brain just kicks in and we're just, we're in this constant circle, we're in this constant role. And and the brain, I've always said, the brain is a, is a wonderful thing, but it's a double-edged sword because most of us live either in this past or in this future. We don't really enjoy that now. And it reminds me of, that childhood wonderment of just being in that now as a child, you don't, the past is the past. You don't sit there and contemplate the past and, and the future's too far away. It's not even something that you sort of contemplate. So that's so true. It's, it's that childhood curiosity that I tell people to really try to tap into when talking about psychedelics. We're at this situation where, yeah, it's being spoken about. It's in the mainstream media a little bit more, but there's still a lot of people who are reluctant. There's still a lot of people who have this stigma towards the word psychedelic. Sure. And that's, and that's why to me, it's like if we poke at that childhood curiosity, if we sort of just open up that mind a little bit to sort of go back to when you were a child. And if there was a hole somewhere, you'd go through there because you just, you didn't think about, you know, what were the consequences or what weren't. And not that I'm saying that you shouldn't think about the consequences if you're thinking of trying psychedelics. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that education is the most important thing, but it's that childhood curiosity. It's that sort of opening up to the possibilities of things that could happen that we do have as children, as children, we just have this wonderment of the world of what could be that we lose as adults. And especially at my age, my generation, the generation okay. X, who has gotten to that point where, you know, they're in that might be a rut of how did I end up here? The kids are leaving to go to college. I'm going to be alone. What's going to happen next? You know, so you're you're living in that midst of either the past or the future. And that's that's not a good place to be. So it's sort of I, I, I go back to when we were children, we're living just in that moment, in that now, that that's the beautiful place. That's that's where I think we should be living. I think that's wonderful. And I think it's such an inspiration to see folks like yourself going out there and saying, hey, look, I'm over 50. This is possible. It, life doesn't end here just because the kids have moved out, just because we're you know in that next phase of our life, or maybe we're getting ready for a retirement or you know this next phase. There could be a lot of fear you know, for a lot of people who are over, like terrible fear, not just fear of the stigma, but fear of, am I going to be okay? Like, is this, is my mind going to be altered forever? Or what will my peers think? And is my husband going to think I'm crazy for trying this? And there's a lot of stuff that goes on, especially at this age, because we get fixed. We become more rigid the older we are with our ideas. And I think we don't even realize how fixed and closed-minded we become. And I, I think this is, you're hitting it on the, on the head here when you say it opens up that childhood curiosity. And I, I got another question for you, and that is, did you have to overcome some fears and some stigmas and, and navigate that before you decided to go on this journey? I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you, because I was in a situation where I was addicted to cannabis there was an openness to try stuff. There was an openness to, again, I tell people, look, 
my first I wanted to get high. That was it. That was right. so there was the fear the fear wasn't there because there was this calling to do something to feel this altered state. And and so to me there wasn't that fear. Once I started reading more about it, and that's what sort of took the fear away. And I try to tell people, everyone I talk to who I manifest what microdosing and psilocybin and psychedelics have done to me. When they ask me, what should I do? What should be my first step? To me, it's educate yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself. Make sure that you know. Don't go into this blindly. Don't go into this because someone told me that microdosing has helped them. I'm going to try this. No. Educate yourself so that maybe that fear is gone. The fear is lost through education. Once you educate yourself and you know and you say, okay, wait a minute. This is going to work if I have intentions. If I have intentions where I can guide the medicine to what I'm looking for, that'll be important. Integration. Integration is a huge part of this. So if you educate yourself and you go, okay, wait a minute, there's some integration that needs to go on, that fear is gone. I think the fear the fear is lost by education. For me, like I said, the fear wasn't there because I just wanted to feel something that wasn't there. Right. And and once I did, and once I started to educate myself, once I sort of saw that, you know, this first experience, that first mini experience that I had that was sort of this this childhood wonderment. It was it was the week before Halloween. So, you know, the lights were sort of going, houses were decorated, and I all I could think about was I want to put on my Halloween costume so I can yeah. go trick or treating. Wow. But you're right, that fear that fear is there. And and there's there's different tools that we can use to sort of, you know, open up people's perception of what this is. Henson came my mom. Yeah. When my mom sort of found out what I was doing. She was a lot of trepidation of what are you doing? What's going on? Are you going to get lost? And I had a really great discussion with her. And then I had her watch the Netflix documentary, Fantastic Fungi. And she was like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Yeah, there's something there. And then she went on and watched How to Change Your Mind. And her mind opened up and she was like, okay, I, I, I get it now. I get that possibility. So it's, like I said, intentions are an incredibly fundamental part of psychedelics Mm -hmm. even i tell people even if your intentions are like i'm going to go to a grateful dead concert well make sure those are your intentions so that you know and you let the psychedelics know what your intentions where you want to go with this the problem i see people i talk to and again i talk to people and talk to them about microdosing you know i'm why why do i have this i want to be a walking billboard for microdosing but I get a lot of, oh, you know what, back in the day, back when I was in college, I had a bad experience. And my question is, did you have intentions? No, I just wanted to see what happens. Well, then right. that's when we can sort of end up finding ourselves in a bad situation. My wife also always says, and she has a, she has a great analogy. She says, a bad trip is never going to take you to Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not going to take you to Freddy Krueger's house. It's not going to take you to Jason's <laughs> house. It's going to take you to your own dark your demons. own house exactly so yeah. if you're not ready that that possibility might come up because you don't have intentions then that's when i think people can sort of find themselves in a situation where they can you know have a bad trip as they say yeah and and you know it's important too to understand that sometimes a trip especially if you're doing a hero or a macro dose can have some intense um unintended um teachings and lessons for us 
And that's why it's important to understand that if it's sometimes it's uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it wasn't meant to happen if you're working with the plant medicine. And that's where that whole integration part comes into play even more. So I want to touch on that a little bit because I've had my own experiences that weren't necessarily, you know, an awesome time. And, you know, in Wonderland, they were they were intense and they were come to Jesus moments. But then I had to integrate them and I felt a lot better in my sober waking life. When you decided to go on this journey, you mentioned that you were on a four-week protocol and then a three-week integration. How, how did you find that protocol? What protocol would you say it's called? How has that been for you? And what is integration like for you? So um, in my readings, um, I, the, the, the protocol that I saw was either the most popular one or, again, which started a bit of this movement, the Fatiman Protocol really called it my intention because it was I, I sort of understood that dosage day, transition day, integration day. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'll be I'll be honest and I'm honest with everybody. The integration day is just as important, if not more important, than the dosage day. Because that's when you really learn. That's when you really learn to sort of say, okay, the dosage day you know, you have a bit of a glow, it's a perceptual, you know, mm-hmm. that anxiety creeps in and you're like, no, no, I don't have time for you anxiety right now. You know, or in my case, in my case, that first day, that first dosage day, I don't need to vape. I don't need to smoke cannabis. The second day, the transition day was, well, you didn't need to do it yesterday. Why do you need to do it today? But it was that integration day where it was like, okay, let's go do what we used to do. No, I don't I don't need to do that. I don't need to sort of be in that situation. Right. And the three-week integration break was really incredible because, of course, there was moments of anxiety. I'm a human being. Those are human conditions. It's not, yes, there are people that suffer a lot more and have deep, deep-rooted anxiety and depression. And I don't sort of like to sort of, you know, be not caring of them, but I'm a human being. I also had those anxieties during that integration time Mm -hmm. because I'm starting a new business because I'm becoming an entrepreneur at the age of 55. And it was me looking back and looking back at my journal and how I dealt with those moments while I was on the protocol and what I felt to integrate into those days, those three weeks of integration. And it was, it was really beautiful. It was, it was, it was, I really found myself and, and, and it was those integration moments because I was back in who I was, back feeling whatever mm-hmm. I used to before the protocol that then helped me to say, okay, wait a minute, slow down, take a deep breath, do some breath work because that's what worked before, integrate into what you're doing. So you're right, that integration is is, is really important. And, and you go back to those sort of dark moments. When I had my macrodose, I went to a really deep, dark, dark place of my childhood with the discipline from my dad, which was horrifying. I mean, I I was reliving it again. I, I was set right back in the same place of two really bad discipline and not horrible, not sort of. But again, the Latin American family, that's how they grew up. That's what they knew. Mm-hmm. But it, it sort of it sort of taught me one to say, hey, he didn't know any better. That was the way of him. He was doing it in a loving way in the sense he couldn't sit down and figure out your homework with you. It was him saying, just be better. I need you to be better. So it helped me to integrate and say, let let me just let go of that. Let me just let go of any of those feelings that I have of failure of, I think the message to me in those darkest moments was like, don't be scared to fail. If you failed before and there was consequences, there was punishment, 
Don't be scared of that. Let that go. So it was me integrating that experience, that really dark, dark experience that I had on that macrodose that has helped me to sort of be where I am now, where I'm not scared of failing. I know I have a long road to go. I know that there's a lot of possibilities and I could fall at any time, but I'm not scared anymore. And it was that macrodose. It was that 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 dark moment, but more importantly, that integration of that moment that has now helped me to sort of have the self-confidence that I have that say, hey, you know what? We're going to go. Let's just move forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. I love hearing that. I think it's really critical to take those uncomfortable moments and, and learn how to integrate those. It's, it's, it's far more difficult and it's far more important. It's, it's the real work um, when it comes to working with the plant medicines. So I have um, a question for you. Yes. How important is ritual when it comes to microdosing? That's uh, actually that's a really great, great, great question because um, I'm going to talk about myself, mm -hmm. my experience. Of course. I'm incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly grateful to the medicine for what it's done to me. So I want to give it that proper place. Um, I, I'm, I'm a bit of not a super spiritual person, but I think that, you know, I like to use a little Palo Santo to sort of cleanse the medicine, give it its... Give it its you know, it's worldly cleansing. I have a singing bowl that I use just to sort of get me a little bit in that space. Um, so there is there is some ritual there. But at the same time, there's people that don't have time. There's people that don't have time to sort of sit down and say, okay, let me get a singing bowl ready. Let me get some Palo Santo ready. Let me sort of do whatever. But at the same time, what I say is at least have gratitude for Right. The medicine. Don't make it like it's my vitamins. Don't make it like right. it's you know it's not what I mean? a supplement I have like that you forget you took. Exactly. Have have at least be grateful. Be grateful for what it's doing. Be grateful that the earth has given it to us. And just at least have that presence of mind to say, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing to me. Because again, it's sort of the medicine is very grateful. And if you're if you're doing it with grace, then you could have a much better experience than just like you said, just it's not, you know, just let me pop up microdose and that's it's 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 when i have discussions with people that you know i go do you microdose and they go yeah i go so what protocol are you on and they go no once in a while it's just you know take a couple mm -hmm. mushrooms or i'll take Very some common. pops i'm like i'm like first of all that's not really microdosing that's not that's not really the practice of microdosing to better yourself and and, and i tell people look if you've had a psychedelic experience you know that afterglow you know that sensation afterwards that you just you're just really warm. You're just really feeling great about life. You're sort of really, if you're on a good protocol, you can consistently feel that. To me, that's what I feel when I microdose. I feel that consistent wonderment of myself, of happy with being who I am, of happy with the experiences I'm having. And that's what comes out of a good protocol. If you're just microdosing here or there to sort of, oh, I had a bad day and, right. you know, and let me sort of, you know, it's drop not a, a glass of wine, capsules. folks. No, no, ex exactly. It's not. It's mm -hmm. it's not. And and that's, it's, it's funny that you say that because there are a lot of people who are sort of getting over that. Let me have a bottle of wine every day and let me microdose. And if they do it correctly, it's amazing. If they're just mixing the microdosing with the wine, it's again, it, it goes back to intentions. What are your intentions? Yeah. What are what are your intentions? That's that's a that's a big part of this. It's very it's very key. I, I love what you're doing. And I love the passion and the education that you're bringing to folks. And I really do think that there is a huge audience out there that is over 40 old, over 50 who have some trepidation who have some fears about 
stigma and just not knowing how to approach it or structure it into their lives. And I think having your face out there is going to be great for people. Um, speaking of that, where are you going to be? Where are you going? Where are you taking Cultivating Wisdom? What's next on the horizon for you? So um, as many of you know, if you've sort of followed me, Cultivating Wisdom is a lifestyle and apparel brand. The apparel brand, the apparel arm of Cultivating Wisdom is the hopes that we can be billboards to manifest the wonders of this. No, I tell people, look, I wear this shirt for two reasons. One, there's going to be someone to come up to me and go, you microdose? I microdose also. What protocol are you on? How's it going? I felt this. I might have felt that. Let's sort of share some knowledge to share some of that wisdom. But to me, the most magical part is when someone says, you microdose? And I go, yes. And they go, well, I, I read about that in CNN.com or I heard it on the Joe Rogan show or I read about it on NPR or I saw it in that Netflix documentary. Cultivate me with your wisdom about what we're doing. So the first mission is, yeah, get people to cultivate wisdom by wearing our apparel. That's that's a, that's a wonderful thing. We're going to be... Cultivatingwisdom.net, correct? Yes. All cultivatingwisdom.net. Right. Go get a t-shirt, net. folks. Exactly. Go get a t-shirt. Go manifest what you're doing. There's a whole bunch of really cool t-shirts. If someone questions what you're microdosing on and they're sort of put on a stink face, go on microdosing on love. But we have we have a whole bunch of other apparel designs from the element of psilocybin to a much love t-shirt to I actually have one that says the DTIs of microdosing, dosage, transition, integration. So it's 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 starting these conversations. What I want to do is poke at people's curiosity again, as I say, to start these conversations, these provocative conversations about psilocybin, about microdosing, about psychedelics, so that we can all cultivate this wisdom. So we're going to be at Canadelic Miami coming up at the uh, beginning of February. Excellent. With all the big wigs, everyone that's that's in this space is going to be down there. Um, we also have a booth. I will be, we won't have a booth, uh, but I'm planning on going down to Convergence in LA. Awesome. We'll see you uh, there. Definitely can't wait to sort of see you there in person, Sasha. Mm-hmm. It'll be awesome. And then we will definitely, definitely be at the biggest marquee event this year, Psychedelic Science in Denver in June. We're an official sponsor awesome. as we are of Canadelic. We will be an official sponsor of Psychedelic Science. See you there the too. Biggest, the biggest gathering oh, of the awesome. psychedelic world, which is going to be incredible. I mean, everyone that is somebody is going to be there. This is an incredible year. Huge. This is a breakthrough year yes. for psychedelics, for psychedelic medicine. Um, and, and, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be wonderful to have all these people together, openly talking about what we're doing, sharing experiences, sharing how we can, again, manifest the fact that psychedelic medicine could be a wonder to many people. It could be dangerous to some, again, without intentions. And, you know, it's, it's sort of talking about safety and talking about doing it responsibly or using this medicine responsibly, which is a big talk that also needs to be had. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, hey, psychedelics are wonderful. Let's sort of toss them out to everybody. There's a lot of discussions that need to be had about the subject and things like canadelic, things like convergence, yes. events like psychedelic science. That's what's going to help us all take this to the next level, take this next step to psychedelics. Because like I say, we're at the doorstep, we're at the doorstep of this revolution. A lot of people call it renaissance of psychedelic. Mm-hmm. And we're we're all there. All of us are there ready to kick the door open and just, you know, spread the word of, of what's going on. 
If I was in the audience and I loved hearing your story and I wanted to get in touch with you and just to see, you know, how it was for you in a bit more detail with regards to the protocol and the integration uh, routine that you're on, how can I get in touch with you? So through cultivatedwisdom.net, um, I'm always available there. I'm on Instagram, my personal journey, which I bring people into my practice. I talk to people about integration, about transitioning, about what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. That's on Instagram, cultivating.wisdom. Um, and there, there's a link tree in there where we're on you know, Twitter, um, posting really good articles about uh, what's going on. I'm also on LinkedIn, Caesar Marin. Um, I'm looking to see if I can, you know, book some speaking engagements to talk at events like this, uh, whether it's workshops that people want to do about microdosing. Um, I can definitely share my experience with everyone because uh, that's, that, that's the mission. The mission is to, again, set that buffet table of wisdom so we can cultivate a better future. I love it. And I definitely, definitely want to be part of that, want to be a thought leader in this space because... It's like the old, there was an old commercial about the hair club for men and the president was in the commercial and said, not only am I the president, I'm also a customer. And that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm speaking from the heart. I'm definitely speaking from the heart of what we're doing. We're also going to launch a podcast this year, Cultivating Wisdom Podcast. Excellent. We'd love to have anybody in this space who wants to come and cultivate wisdom. Um, there's a YouTube channel also. So we're, we're, we're really fortunate that we have all these platforms and I tell people, take advantage of them, share your story, share your story, share what's worked, what hasn't worked. And because that's, that's how we will all get to a better place. That's how we'll cultivate a better future by sharing this wisdom that we have and cultivating it. Amen. Those are words of truth. Well, that's all the time we have. I'm going to make sure that we have all your links up um, on this podcast so people can go in and follow you um, and don't forget folks that is cultivatingwisdom.net that's where you'll probably be able to find most of the information that you're looking for uh, Caesar. it was great chatting with you you are such a breath of fresh air thanks thank for you, your Sophie. time thank you much love to you and much love to everybody keep cultivating that wisdom